2: to be one of the most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis, and you are listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. And without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. It's Wednesday, August 31st,
3: and... I guess it's been about 24 years since Princess Diana passed away. Uh, So today is the anniversary and what, um, you know, what a coincidence that we have a special guest coming on today that researches the occult. He's an author and researcher, Ryan Gable. We're going to be bringing him on here in a couple minutes. And actually probably talk about the Princess Diana, probably um, Super Bowl halftime shows, Black Goo, NASA, and the occult, Anne Hesh, the Anne Hesh death. So there's a lot to unpack. And uh, Ryan is great at this, Ryan Gable. um, And if you guys want to uh, check out his website, thesecretteachings.info. So... um, But I just wanted to talk a little bit about, before we bring him on, about yesterday's show, how we went to play those police files from the Las Vegas shooting, and they appear to be stacked perfectly on some of these calls uh, with a file in front of the original file, which, like, this wasn't like that when they were posted originally back in like 2018-ish 17 something 18 probably and this is posted by the lvmpd las vegas metro police department so we went to play these files yesterday and then uh they would be like key files They, they would be files based on um you know saying hey you know it'd be like eyewitnesses saying they heard Gunshots or they just saw someone get shot up the strip, you know, all these different things were going on and we were playing these. But these key calls, you know, they go ahead and they single out uh, and they upload something in front of them. So it's very suspicious. We'll be talking about that more tomorrow. And John Cullen will be our guest tomorrow. We're going to be talking about uh, the Las Vegas shooting and his investigation into helicopter activity and other Uh, things like that. So uh, he'll be on the show tomorrow. Uh, Guys, there's Trump's back in the news. Um, They're saying, uh, you know, like Trump tweeted out, looked like the FBI threw these uh, secret files on the floor. They probably planted them there. He's saying he declassified them. It's some kind of weird battle. They're looking for documents there. They're saying he might have moved documents while the FBI was there. You know, it makes you wonder. Like, what does he got? It's probably like dirt on someone, or, or like something. You know, like. Um, right. So um, they obviously don't like it. I don't know how it, it all play out. If it's going to be like a soap opera, or if this is an actual like real and genuine event, or if they're kind of like blackmailing them up. You know, like what's playing out. And then Alex Jones comes out, and he's like, yeah um you know trump still supports the vaccine uh he got word back he said that's it you know i support it and then jones was like yeah but look there's um information saying this thing's dangerous you know it's killed so many people um and he's like nope that's trump's final word so that's his stance on that Uh, i thought that was interesting because like roy potter and others and it's came up on the show before um about (laughs) trump's vaccine stance and that's kind of when I flipped on that, but, you know, I was never big into the left, right paradigm, uh, initially. I I mean at all really, um, but during the, um, run up with the Trump election, I got, um, caught up in it just like as a writer from less, like a journalist standpoint, but I knew it's pretty much, um, not real, but you know, you wanted to, to believe. Trump's like somewhat good or something. Right. So, um, there's just you a lot. You. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot to, um, talk about like, you know, one day we'll get into all the politics and stuff, but, and you know, we might even bring up the left, right paradigm on the show. Um, we might as well just bring them on author and occult researcher, Ryan Gable. His Twitter is at TST underscore, underscore radio. And his website is thesecretteachings.info. Ryan Gable, it's great to have you on the show. Um, There's just like all these topics we could talk about.
0: Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. And second of all, wherever you'd like to start, I'm happy to go with you.
3: Well, you know, I just mentioned the uh, left-right paradigm. We're kind of talking about politics. We're talking about this whole Trump thing. Um, What's your stance on this? I, I, um, originally didn't know much about politics when I was younger. I was never into them. And, um, I guess into my twenties, I was a little more interested in politics, but I always thought deep down inside it was orchestrated. And then I would listen to people like Alex Jones and they would say, you know, they're really, um, two peas of the same pod, Jordan Maxwell, my good friend, uh, rest in peace. He uh, said they're two wings of the same bird. So, um, you know, I'm, I am pretty much, um, you know, I've come to realize that. And um, But, I mean, it seems like people that I know that were stepped out of this left-right paradigm, they've almost stepped back into it. So, like, there's some type of crazy propaganda going on. I'm going to give you the floor. Ryan Gable.
0: I agree that a lot of people who, quote, stepped away from politics certainly were reabsorbed by the political system. I think that if you go back historically, I just wrote a book about this called Liberty Shrugged, small section of the book. I talk about the Democratic and the Republican parties. Republican Party founded in 1854. Democratic Party founded in 1828. Republican Party was founded to counter the Democratic Party, which had been founded to preserve the institution of slavery. You look back into politics in America, and you find that obviously our political parties are much different than what they are today. However, when people say that there are these two wings of the same bird, feathers of the same bird, they flock together, etc., these types of sayings, I agree. I understand the concept. However, I think that it's also been weaponized so that we don't have any kind of faith in Republican government. I don't mean Republican conservative, but Republican government. Right? We don't have any faith in uh, the Constitution. We don't have any faith in, for lack of a better word, we don't have any faith in uh, divinity, God, etc. I think that undermines the system because there are really good people that are doing really good things. We're never going to agree with everything, everyone uh, that we might agree with on some things, we're never going to agree with everything that they do. But there are some people that do follow the rule of law. There are federal judges, there are good sheriffs, there are good police officers. There are also really bad judges and really bad police officers. And there's really bad politicians, but then there's good politicians, bad governors, good governors. But I don't think we should let the entire system be undermined by a even if it's a, a large portion of the system, if it's totally corrupt, because there are good people and having a, a, a system of government where uh, we should have a form of fiduciary responsibility between those that are in charge and those that do the electing. We don't really have much morality. There There isn't really an emphasis on civics or ethics or any of these things that uh, are the only, I, I, I feel, and I think a lot of Historians would agree, and a lot of uh, constitutionalists would agree. These are the barriers—not just the constitution, but ethics, morality, fiduciary responsibility. These are the barriers against various forms of corruption. So, if we don't have those things, then uh, the system just turns into what we see it uh, today. So, those those political parties have just been the byproduct. They've been used as a byproduct of a, mm. an undermining. We uh, got to go to a break, Ryan.
3: Uh, Ryan Gable's our guest. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll talk about it more on the other side. I agree with a lot of that. Hi, everyone. Shepard Ambellis here. And I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network, where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365 news, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepard Ambellus Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, The Ambellus talk network
4: this is Bethany Adani from the Shepherd Ambellis show co-host with Aaron Cole and I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis talk network Monday through Friday 7 p.m. Eastern time 6 p.m. Central again you can catch us on ATN.live call anytime and show us some love ATN.live, the Shepherd and Bellis show with Shepherd Ambellis and and co host Bevany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us.
3: Shepherd and Bellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats, all exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. The All-Original Beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellus. Remember, if you need an All-Original Beat, contact Shepard Ambellus.
2: Copyright 2020. On the edge of your seat, stop biting your nails. Sit back, strap in, and enjoy the ride. You're listening to The Shepard Ambellus Show.
3: Well, 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 you know, um, that's a lot of good points that Ryan Gable was making before the break. And <clears throat> you can follow Ryan on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio. His website is thesecretteachings.info. You know, Ryan, I I have a problem, though. Um, I mean, as much as I want to believe that we could use a system, you know, there's just too much like code and sub chapters and all these texts and laws and stuff, you know, and then the constitution, it basically like allows for the removal of people that are not performing properly or that they've committed treason. Um, but a lot of times these diabolical people are in the highest positions. So that like, that's a big problem too, because it's, you know, there's so many good people in government and people that yearn, um, to do good. I assume, I mean, I don't know if I've ever met one, but, um, if, if there are the, the thing is, it's just like with the FBI, this corruption takes place at like the highest levels. And People aren't um, going to do the due diligence to check into de jure law and maritime law and, you know, the law of the land and all this stuff to um, know the actual real deal behind all this because they rely on the corporate media to tell them a narrative like, for instance, um, during the Malheur wildlife standoff with the bundies i was the uh, first one to interview the Bundys, and um you know they ended up getting arrested and all this stuff and taken to prison and there was fbi operatives like talking with me behind the scenes and it was all weird but i told this one dude i said uh he was law enforcement and i said you know they're gonna have to let him go And he goes, what do you mean? I go, they're going to have to let him go. There's, you know, they've got this, the Bundy's have got this all down to where they went into real law and all this stuff and realized things like that, that federal building is not really property of the government and all this stuff. And, you know, they have a right to be there essentially. And anyways, they ended up letting him go after a year or two or whatever. And, um, you know, they, the Bundys went the whole way, though. It's like, you know, where are you going to find these people that know the real deal? And then, like, where are you going to find these people to overturn when there is real corruption that's blatant? And then, of course, you can't do that because that's an insurrection. And, of course, um now due to the Alex Jones uh case, uh, apparently if you believe in election fraud, which means if one guy used some other guy's ID one time during the whole history of the country, like in one case and that's election fraud. And if you believe in that MSNBC says you should be arrested, immediately arrest them. Um, you know, Ryan. So what, like that's the, you know, what I see. Um, do you think that's a scary, um, precedence that the media has set now with all of these new developments?
0: Well, I think that there's an esoteric component to this as well, Mm. but for the mundane first, I think that when you look back in 2016, that election, I feel that not the election itself per se, but the way that it was covered and the way that media and, uh, companies and third parties lied about the polls, which always happens. I feel that there's a a deeper underlying theme, and I think that it has something to do with almost like a priestly class that is functioning behind the scenes of government here in the United States, just as it is functioning behind the scenes of parliaments and and, uh, various forms of governments around the world, whether they're, quote, free or they're communist or authoritarian. I'll give you an example, Bill Gates is in the news as having gone to the U.S. Senate and basically coerced, we don't know exactly what was said, perhaps even threatened. Coerced, threatened, paid off, et cetera, we have no idea. But Bill Gates is bragging, so is Bloomberg and others, that he was responsible for getting the Inflation Reduction Act passed. I know this might seem very dry for some people, but there is an esoteric component to this historical component, et cetera. That was supposed to be a bill against billionaires. Yet one of the richest men in the world was instrumental in getting that bill passed Mm -hmm. by basically threatening, manipulating, doing something to the few senators that decided to vote for it like Manchin. That was in the news. It was bragged about. Uh, Bill Gates was never elected. Obviously he's not an elected official, just like with COVID-19. Bill Gates is not a doctor. He's not an elected official. And yet he's giving medical advice. Yet Bill Gates is I guess, maneuvering uh, our Congress. And so I think about that and I feel that this is just like the stories of the priests that moved the hand and the scepter of the pharaoh in ancient Egypt or uh, in ancient Mesoamerica. These are the priestly classes of people. I think Bill Gates represents a component of that who are not interested in a rule of law. They are not interested in uh, the people in any capacity, in any group of people having an ability to think for themselves or to express themselves or to uh, have uh, any freedom of movement or association, etc. They consider themselves as we've seen historically to be have given, uh, have, having been given the divine right to rule by the gods or by some divine force and so they take that position up and it doesn't matter if they've been elected or they've gone to medical school, they tell us how to live our lives. So we look at it from that point of view and if you want to read that story, just literally type in Bill Gates Inflation Reduction Act, you should pull up Bloomberg etc. It's a great example of the powerful hand that functions behind the scenes but when you apply it to let's say that 2016 election, the whole idea that Hillary Clinton was supposed to win that, I feel that Everybody knew that she wasn't going to win that election, and they knew that Trump or anybody, for that matter, who was a Republican was probably going to win. So they set out on a uh, multifaceted campaign to undermine the election system. You had four years of Democrats and liberals saying that the system uh, was was rigged in favor of Trump, the Russians, and uh, the collusion with uh, Vladimir Putin, who was hacking using a computer screen from the video game Fallout. You know, oh, actually, oh, yeah,
3: that's right. Because yeah, for, for them it <laughs> was convenient. It it worked out, yeah. and uh, they they were claiming it. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: But then I also think, because I am not a Trump supporter by any means, I also think that Donald Trump. I call him the 100 Flowers President. I'm a big fan of history, guys, and I've read. A, a large uh, amount of material on the communist revolution in the forties in china and i can tell you there are three major points that parallel today so scary uh, so eerily so scarily uh, if you will that um it's it's beyond comprehension beyond words so i'll give you these three examples i called donald trump the hundred flowers president because in china the 50s and the 60s the hundred flowers was a campaign that Mao Zedong, the communist leader had initiated trying to get the average person to write letters to the government, telling the government what they didn't like. And people said, well, if we do that, you're going to kill us. And Mao said, no, 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 we promise. We promise. We just really want to see what you think. How can we make the system run better? Communism is for the people. So let us know what you think. So after a while, people started writing letters. And as you can imagine, people started disappearing and having their brains bashed in. So basically it's not that there's a conspiracy at the, the 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 local level or the the uh, the most mundane level but as a character as a caricature as a symbol Donald Trump allowed the established order allowed the priestly class to isolate people who still care on the surface about those types of things that Mm. well make America great right they don't want America to be great so they used that that symbol that image to isolate those groups of people and to hunt them down and go after them with the IRS like Obama did with the DOJ with the FBI etc but when you look into it in more detail, and you look at uh, there was a capital riot in communist China during one of what well, wasn't even a riot, more so as a peaceful protest. Uh, sincerely, they brought flowers. They were mourning the death of a communist leader. Uh, and then the communist government went after anybody who was in the capital during that peaceful protest. We've seen that happen as well. And the third thing is uh, in 1952, Beijing told the entirety of the Chinese people, all of them, everybody, everywhere. That there was a deadly or series of deadly viruses spreading, and they used up all their resources to fight these viruses. They used masks and chemicals, and turns out, Beijing admitted a few years later it was all a lie, and it was all meant to get people to socially distance, lock themselves in their homes, take experimental drugs, waste their resources, etc., to undermine society and culture undermine the government even further so that they could put all the power even um, more strictly into the hands of of the Politburo and and Mao. So we're seeing these things repeat themselves. And this is the, the, I mean, it's not even esoteric. This is just the the oracle of history showing us the present and showing us the future as early as tomorrow uh, and as late as maybe 50 years from now of, of what is happening now, what is coming based on what has happened in the past. And when you go beyond that, into the esoteric into the occult which i'd assume that you guys want to do uh it gets even more bizarre
3: well you know you bring up the uh how trump's like this key um figure that um you know he has a lot of pool so he can sway things this could be part of their plan this is how the elites manipulate things but they also do this through intelligence agencies, targeting operations, uh, multifaceted um, CIA operations, stuff like that.
0: And that was the Epstein op. Well, the yeah. Epstein operation was about that.
3: Right. And and then they, they also, you know, in my opinion, of course, there's going to be no proof of this um, because there just wouldn't be if it was a good op. But, you know, you already got former CIA directors saying that any person of Substantial influence in the media Is a CIA asset You know you got people like Sean Hannity Wearing a CIA pin uh, Right there but he's You know He comes off as like He's protecting the right But um, you know I don't know Um, But um, People like Bill Gates who You can find Bill and Melinda Gates um, Dead in the Social Security Death Index in 2013 And They came out with a bunch of cover stories and they're basically running Kevin Klein as, as his wife, his ex-wife right now. I don't know if you've seen her lately. looks like Kevin Klein. And then you got to wonder like SpaceX and Elon Musk and, um, you know, the founder of Facebook who looks like data from Star Trek, uh, these people, could they be CIA front men for CIA front companies? front faces, um, say for, for instance, the, uh, real, the, uh, person running the op of that person, um, you know, uh, possibly like they say, if you look at ancestry.com, they say Bill and Melinda Gates are dead too, to top it off. And then, you know, you, of course, fact checkers all say it's not true, but you can dig kind of deep into it and it's kind of looking real. And then you wonder like, did they retire from their op? Did they die in a plane crash? And did they have to replace them with people that now look a little different? Um, You know, and there's people noticing strange things like people's necks are like moving like they're wearing masks on mainstream TV. And, um, you know, key officials in the Biden administration, um, just all this like bizarre stuff. Um, How deep do you think You know, I just mentioned some things that seem way out there. Um, You know, how deep do you think they go with these uh, controlled operations that are from like an intelligence level, top down in their front companies?
0: I honestly think that the music industry is probably the best example to answer your question. Good one. And I feel that the the essence of what you described, I don't necessarily myself, and this isn't about belief one way or the other, but I don't necessarily think that a lot of the things that that you brought up are are much more than, um, for lack of a better word, uh, hysteria, paranoia, or asking way too many questions. Uh, Not that questions are bad, but I guess what I'm getting at here is, when you have things that are seen by millions and millions and millions of people, millions, and millions of people are going to start to see things that they perceive as inconsistencies. Now I'm not rejecting what you're saying. I'm simply saying that there are plenty right. of things on the internet, social media, et cetera, that have been blown. Well, like the whole, phase,
3: the whole Q the whole Q movement, you know, this and well, which brings me to another point. Could this be some elaborate CIA psyop look like, it, it seems to me like every president since about Kennedy. I mean, I'm sure they all were like groomed, but um, you know, the CIA has had a hand in, um, you know, the Bilderberg there's, there's just um, things that take place. Um, some of those things I mentioned well, the central intelligence.
0: Well, isn't it it's the intelligence agencies that we know for sure because they acknowledged it, they were the uh, they were the architects of the Epstein cult. Yes, and they were the they were using the Epstein cult which as a honeypot, big media, big politicians. Yes, as a honeypot to get information. I I'd, I'd suggest it goes beyond um, not that that's mundane, but it goes beyond the mundane. I do believe that they were doing far mm-hmm. worse things with the people that were there. Right, uh, but.
3: We gotta go to a break. Ryan Gable's our guest. Absolutely interesting conversation. Uh, Just hashing up a bunch of uh, topics and possibilities. We'll be back, stay tuned.
4: This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambella Show, co host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambella's Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.live, The Shepherd Ambella Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us.
3: Shepard M. Bellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. The All-Original Beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an All-Original Beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network. Where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7-365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Coal Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, Don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows. ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network.
2: He's forgotten more than most people know. If you've thought about it, he's done it. He once failed a high school course with an A+. He's Shepard Ambellis, and you are listening to his show.
3: We're glad to have him on the show author and occult researcher ryan gables joining us you can follow him on twitter at tst underscore underscore radio his website is thesecretteachings.info we got all the gloom and doom out of the way and uh, you know i'm i'm more of a conspiracy theorist because well when i go and put in 3500 hours into the las vegas shooting research and find out they lied about the whole entire thing, just like I thought, um, you know, then it puts a damper on things. But like, I like the perspective that Ryan comes from because he seems more level headed than me um, because I like go right to the conspiracy thing, like right out of the gate. Um, and I don't know why I'm like that, but um, those were some very valid points, Ryan. And that was great conversation. And now I was thinking we could talk about like some really fun stuff like um, NASA being occultic, uh, black goo, satanic Super Bowl halftime shows. And remember, it's the anniversary of Princess Diana's death, which coincidentally, you happen to be on the show today.
0: Yeah. And in fact, everything we discussed, I think, in the first half hour is really a base, a launch pad, if you will to talk about what we're going to discuss in this half hour. I'm not sure exactly where you'd like me to start. Where, where would exactly, well, uh, I, you know, with, with,
3: yeah, I mean, with it being the anniversary of her death, what, what better, uh, you
0: know, there's nothing better to talk about, I guess. Well, I'm sure that you guys have heard or you've read a little bit, maybe you saw my promos for some of the recent shows I've done on the secret teachings. Uh, and I want to also clarify that, uh, I don't really consider myself, uh, anything anymore. I don't know to call myself a researcher. I don't really like the word conspiracy because of the association and the the CIA (laughs) did use that term. I I feel you on all that. Yeah. I just like to look at, look at information and I tell my listeners on the secret teachings, a lot of this is a thought experiment. Doesn't mean it's not true or doesn't mean that it, that, that it isn't, it is or isn't true. It's just an observation. So I don't know. I think when I start to see patterns that after two or three things align in a pattern, then you have a consistency. And once you have a consistency in the pattern, then things are not a coincidence anymore. Well,
3: yeah. If they're solving murder cases off of like one thing without a pattern or like two with a pattern and that's like a guaranteed locker, I mean, then what you're saying is really valid.
0: Certainly. And a lot of this stuff is like, for example, I'll recap the month of August quickly for you. At the end of last month, coming into August and uh, the first week of August, you had that Commonwealth ceremony, Commonwealth Games in the UK. Mm-hmm. And they had this giant bull that was wheeled out and uh, it was rampaging. And then they got the bull to stop rampaging. It was a mechanical metal kind of a bull. And then people knelt down to it, bowed down to it. A lot of people immediately said, well, that's Baal, that's satanic, that's evil, that's, you know, Malik in the Bible. And yes, perhaps, but I think it represents more than what they said it represents on the surface, which they said it had something to do with women's rights and workers in the UK. I think it's maybe a little bit less than some Illuminati ritual. I think what it is, is in Egypt, for example, the goddess Isis, the chief goddess, the high priestess, if you will, the mother of all, Mm -hmm. she was represented by the horns of the bull. And her lesser counterparts, like Hathor, for example, was known to have the horns of the bull. This also relates to the star Venus, planet Venus. Uh, It relates to the, uh, the horn that the planet Venus traces out in the sky over a certain period of time, which also relates to the pentagram the black pentagram outside the tunnel where Diana died. You can look that up and find that with the torch on top of it. They have that memorial there. I'd assume it's still there after all these years. So when you look at the bull, the bull, to me, I see that as ISIS. And I see it more so as ISIS. I didn't think much of it when I saw it because the entire month of August has been filled from top to bottom, side to side, diagonal to diagonal, with imagery and with everything from music to sports to uh Hollywood, everything in between, it's been filled with images and ideas and concepts and and, and things that relate to the goddess and relate to the moon in particular. So after those Commonwealth Games, you had those three car crashes. You had the congresswoman who uh, died with uh, two people in the car. Mm -hmm. They reported two originally, so you had three people dead on the 3rd of August, right? Next day, you had the nurse in Los Angeles. She crashed her car at 90-something miles an hour, killed... They said initially six people. It just came out today that she was mentally breaking down, they said. She was breaking down mentally. The next day, you had the Anne Hesh incident. If you listen to my show, I explained all the details. We don't have time for that tonight. But Anne Hesh had purchased the red wig, and then her car erupts in flames. And funny enough, she was alive. She was supposed to pull through. Then she becomes a vegetable. Then they harvest her organs and then she has the plug pulled on her life, and she dies on the 14th. So that is maybe nothing to most people, but when you consider that the 14th is Aurelia, which is an old Ooh. Roman festival dedicated to the goddess Diana, you start to recognize that there's more here than simply an accident. Wow.
3: Well, Ryan, I don't, I don't fill out those organ donor cards because I'm thinking like, you know, I get in a fender bender where like, a car just literally like taps your bumper like tink and then they show up and they're like harvesting your organs i'm like so scared
0: of shit like that i would i would never i don't think donate my organs in the same way that I, I don't think i donate blood i just don't trust the people that are doing it just like right. know, in the hospital you know you can you can get your you can get your child your baby your infant out of getting giving that blood sample and you can also you know you can use uh, you can get the blood drawn yourself outside the hospital and you can have it tested if you're concerned about disease. But if you give it to the hospital, they turn it over to the state pharmaceutical companies, they put it in a database. I don't trust that personally. So you, you can opt yeah. out of those things.
3: No, that, um, that's a good point. And uh, that's a great suggestion to get around that because, yeah, I mean, like they're sharing this data with everyone. They're going to all these DNA data banks. Um, it, what they're really doing is creating a Gattaca like society to where they will have the people that they want. Um, the problem is well, I think they, goes- well, I mean like the problem is though, they don't want Olympic champions and guys that like invent top things and reverse engineer UFO technology or whatever. They don't want that. They want a unique uh, race of asexual worker bee drones basically.
0: I, conceptually, I will not dispute that. I feel that this goes back to your question earlier about the the death of certain people and then their reemergence looking different. I feel that the DNA databases, the blood banks, the DNA testing companies like Ancestry, which has a connection directly, literally directly to Silicon Valley, directly to the Mormon Church and the Vatican. I feel that they are collecting through the Human Genome Project, the brain mapping initiative under the Obama administration and others, including this new initiative to catalog all of the plants and all of the insects, not to create a a, a DNA data bank in case the world ends, but they want to gather all this information so that they can manipulate it and control it. This is why you have companies now that are trying to bring animals that are not even extinct, they claim back from extinction. So they're basically performing acts of environmental necromancy so that they can bring animals back from the dead that aren't even dead, so that they can control their genetics, patent them and, and, and have total ownership of them, I think that 's why the all that data is being collected on that level um, well look at this together again from the
3: look at the contact that- tracing armies uh, you know they said they wanted several hundred thousand contact tracers to go in with the covid and they apparently implemented that and it 's all kind of like behind the scenes like hush hush, and they got all the medical systems I interviewed all the people in all the hospitals and all that and they got all those medical systems uh they're talking to each other now and they're like this one doctor uh Dr. Richard Urso, I mean he's like he's like "Shepard, how are these things like updating all this like COVID information cuz he knows how their systems work." And um I said, "Well, they're they're it's it's really just bullshit. They're not updating it. They're um The numbers aren't real, and there's just someone like entering the data right now. But they have, but they do have all the systems like talking um, to where before, like one hospital would have to like call another hospital and they might not be linked together. And all this stuff is going on now because of COVID, they're all linked together, everything's linked. We'll be right back. Ryan Gable's our guest. Uh, Follow him on Twitter. At tst underscore underscore radio, the secret teachings. Info. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network. Where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24 7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.live has it all. Great shows like Raindell Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The coal Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows. ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network.
4: This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellis Show, co host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on atn.live. Call anytime and show us some love. atn.live, The Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us.
3: Shepard M. Bellis here, I bet you didn't know I make beats, that's right I make beats all exclusive original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects, just contact me on Facebook, Twitter or via email and set something up, let me know what you need for your project, here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. The all-original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellus. Remember, if you need an all-original beat, contact Shepard Ambellus. Copyright 2020.
2: He prefers dog man over Bigfoot and Mothman. He once got in a fight with a pit bull and won. His passion for the truth is infinite. He is Shepard Ambellus, and you are listening to his show.
3: We got about 10 minutes left in this power-packed show with our guest, Ryan Gable, author and occult researcher. His website is thesecretteachings.info. Now everybody knows there's a bunch of satanic Nazi occultists at NASA, and everybody knows even if you believe we went to the moon, that um, astronauts have never been to outer space. And the reason everyone knows that is because they've openly admitted that now, because ESA, all space agencies in the world, and even space.com has reported, surprise, Earth's atmosphere extends far beyond the moon. See, they've taken alpha Lyman radiation waves and they've hit them at the geocorona, which is some 300 thousand miles some 630,000 kilometers out and it bounced back off of some type of dome they call the geocorona and that puts in this pressurized system within the atmosphere the moon which means we've never been to outer space um so but the moon within itself is an interesting subject but you, uh, you came across some moon mission um, names and stuff, uh, Ryan. I believe. Can you tell us about that?
0: Well, going back to the last segment, yes, we've had the sporting event with the bull, which is Isis and Hathor. We have the car crashes and the death of Anhese or Hecate, if you will, on Namorelia, August Fourteenth, an old Roman festival they used to wash their hair and put flowers and roses in their hair uh, to the goddess Diana. And then a few days after that, on the 18th, this super mega viral video came out called Pink Venom. Pink Venom, the venom of the flower. A flower with venom is the rose. And of course that relates to today's anniversary of Princess Diana's death, the, the rose. But it also has other meanings as well, and it relates to some deeper things in the music industry where they're obsessed with vortexes and smiley faces and it has a connection to the Antichrist, the pale face demon, uh, the archetype of the pale-faced demon, and the, um, the, uh, the concept of uh, the Joker as a character and an archetype. But you move past that, they released this video with this imagery of the uh, split personalities, virtual reality, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, the uh, artists in the industry kept inside of a cage, uh, the idea that your consciousness is kept inside of a cage. All this is in this song, plus they have The images of the Black Garden of Eden and uh, the Black Goo, which I know we haven't talked about tonight. But you put all this together, they released that video 13 days before the uh, anniversary of uh, Diana's death today. And in the middle of all that, NASA was going to launch their Artemis mission. It's been pushed back billions of dollars over budget. They were going to launch it on Monday. Mm -hmm. They pushed it back to Friday, and then the third date will be next Monday. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, and if it does, it probably won't be much of a success uh, by whatever definition or standard. But the idea of the of the mission is interesting because they named the mission Artemis, mm-hmm. and Artemis. That they've been named this in two thousand and seventeen. It's been years in the works. Uh, they built this giant rocket, SLS, they call it, and Artemis is, of course, the uh, the counterpart in Greece of the Roman Diana. Uh, so you get Isis, yeah. Diana. Artemis. Uh, In that music video I mentioned, they're they're literally showing you the moon goddess Selene and they're using the double meaning in the clothing line Selene and then showing you, here's the clothing line Selene and then here's the moon goddess they actually show it to you. So from sports to Hollywood to the music industry which is worldwide, that song came out of South Korea, super mega viral to NASA, to the actual anniversary of Princess Diana's death. This month has been riddled with the imagery, the symbolism and the hyper focus on the goddess, on the princess, on the lady, on the divine feminine. And of course that, you know, the rocket symbolizes a phallus. It's a penis that penetrates the sky god. Especially uh,
3: Jeff Bezos's rocket. You know what I'm saying?
0: It does, yes. Yeah, yeah. Somebody mentioned that to me today. It does. It looks like Doctor Evil's rocket. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the whole idea of it. Yeah. It penetrates the sky and then it brings down the blessings of the gods. So I think and we're now, about so,
3: ready to go full circle with all this because like it's, it's all going back around now.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. This is what I, I, I enjoy doing. I enjoy bringing the, the subject and the, the conversation full circle because you have to build a base and then you get into the, the deeper uh, components of it. But absolutely you have, uh, the Artemis mission. They've got the Orion capsule. Artemis and Diana are hunters. Uh, Orion is the hunter and, uh, Apollo, the original Apollo. Apollo is the is the sister uh, is the brother, excuse me, of these of these goddesses, uh, uh, the Greek uh, Artemis and the Roman Diana. So they have these two different missions. Uh, I was talking to some guys earlier. They were saying that uh, they were wondering why why did they call the original moon mission Apollo? And I said maybe it's because Apollo wrote a, wrote a golden chariot uh, in the myth, and they wanted to invoke the essence of that god uh, in the space capsule, if you will. It's the idea. Even if you don't believe uh, that anybody went to the moon, uh, it's still the idea that the rocket, the phallus, the sky, the womb, the goddess, all these elements are things that we would typically confine to the ancient world, to quote-unquote paganism, to Wiccans, to barbarians and heathens. But this is what our so-called leaders, this is what our, uh, I mean, I'm not even saying the scientists. I think that there are people at NASA who create this stuff just like in the music industry. They're creating these images and then if you want to become popular famous wealthy you want to succeed you do what the handful of people have uh, determined is the is the best avenue for uh, producing that kind of success so a uh, best example that I've come up with yet is we talk about the Super Bowl halftime show on the secret teachings and I do that show with Clyde on Ground Zero every year oh and I yeah. always tell people I, I don't think it's an Illuminati ritual I don't even know what that means but I do know that Pepsi wants to sell Pepsi and they do that by spending hundreds of, probably, I don't know, hundreds of millions of dollars over the years. And they've made a lot more money than that by advertising at the Super Bowl. And they do that because there's so many people watching. So whether it's a product or it's an idea, you would want to advertise at the Super Bowl in the same way that through the music industry, you can condense an idea to three minutes of a song, much more subconscious than a two-hour movie. And it's very quick. And you have these images and these sigils and these things that are placed into those movies by People in Hollywood who have a long history of being very, very uh, immersed in the dark arts, if you will. They're, pack, they're word, packed with time.
3: subliminals like every other frame.
0: <laughs> and, and why did they do that? Because your energy, your currency, your money, everything goes into powering those things. And so you basically, and I think we're seeing this more and more now with the VMAs. You saw Nicki Minaj. She looked like a plastic doll. They have turned the, these celebrities into these empty husks. Just kind of like Joe Biden, they're empty husks, they're controllable, and through pushing the drugs and the alcohol and the promiscuity and other things like that, which is what they they had commercials for selling you drugs and pregnancy tests during the VMAs, they create the problem, offer the solution, but doing those things also makes you more vulnerable to literal demonic or other forms of possession. When your body is empty, it's a vessel, something can walk into it. They've done that to the industry, individuals who have sold their souls literally and figuratively, and now it's being done to the general public and it does come all around full circle because this is essentially you go back to Woodstock and you go back to the idea of using uh, uh, hallucinogens, losing, using acid and things like that. This is pretty much something that has been applied from the music industry uh, all the way to NASA, all the way to Washington, D.C. Uh, this is the confusion of reality and fiction, of fantasy. and fact, it is the creation of a a a a population of people that are unable to think or to act or to do anything except what their handlers uh, encourage them to do under the guise of them thinking that it's free thought and, and and free will uh this is mass mind control on a on a level that is really incomprehensible in scope i don't even think that the word conspiracy can define it or describe it but when you recognize it and you realize what's happening and what's going on and why nasa chooses these names and why hollywood and the entertainment industry choose the things they choose to show you and these ideas that are being pushed by big banks, corporations, think tanks, et cetera, then you can break the spell of it, which is what Hollywood is. It's a magic wand, Hollywood, the magic wand. And then you can maybe become a little bit more free in your thinking. That's what I try to do on The Secret Teachings and in my books. And uh, I, I'm glad that you guys, and I appreciate you guys letting me come on the show tonight and to uh, to present a little bit of, of uh, what I see in the world, and especially the black goo we didn't get to talk about that, but that is a very uh, interesting subject. If people want to look that up, check out my show, The Secret Teachings. We talk about Black Goo a lot. We're also going to have uh, Harold Couts on the show soon again, talk about the mechanics of it.
3: Awesome, man. It was great having you on. Uh, tell Clyde hi. I haven't been on the show uh, probably in like over a year or something, but I've been on a number of times. He's a great guy. Uh, Ron, his mm-hmm. producer also. Um, and yeah, I mean, you raised a lot of good uh information, a lot of good topics, and I think we made people think today at, at minimum. Hopefully, so. Have a good thank one, man. Run. Come on anytime.
0: Right, thank you, guys.
4: Awesome show. Thank you so much, Ryan. Looking forward to listening to more. Thank you.
3: Shepard M. Bell is here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. The All-Original Beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an All-Original Beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network. Where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24 7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.live has it all. Great shows like Raindell Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows. ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network.
4: This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambella Show, co host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambella's Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on atn.live. Call anytime and show us some love. atn.live, The Shepherd Ambella Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us.